0: Womanjeke, how do I? Welcome to Voices of Regen. Kokle Wild My name is Claire Wild, and today um, we're switching things up a little bit. So, usually, Matt and I would welcome on a guest or two to talk about their work. Um, today, we're putting Matt in the hot seat, and he's going to be our guest. So, we're going to be learning all about um, Matt's journey to certify his company, Regeneration Projects, as a B Corp. Um, I'm going to be the interviewer and Matt will be the interviewee, so it's just us two. So to get started, Matt, I'd love to hear from you, what is a B Corp? I'm aware that this could be a fresh concept to some of our listeners.
1: Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, it's fun and um, I'm a little bit nervous being in the hot seat, but I look forward to unpacking this together. So. The, the way that I understand B Corp, or B to start with is benefit. So B, B Corp, Benefit Corporation. And in the United States where this concept was established, um, B, a Benefit Corporation is actually a legal status of a company. So you can have a traditional for-profit uh, company, You can have a benefit corporation or you could have a not-for-profit so you can kind of see the progression there. The benefit is really about creating diverse benefits for um, for, the environment, for community, for for all stakeholders really, um, including customers. And so it's, I guess, a symbol of the broader movement of purpose beyond profit in, in business. Uh, and I guess a, a response in the sustainability space about how specific businesses and organisations can shift to a more holistic uh, model. So, uh, what it what it means in practice is essentially you have to fulfil a series of criteria and, and principles, and it's not just it's not a traditional tick box exercise. It's more you actually have to set up systems and ways of operating that embed this stakeholder approach to your business operations and business development into the DNA of, of what you do. So it's quite a challenging um, process. You know, there's a, a minimum score of 80. It's not 80 out of 100. It's, you know, people, people organisations like Patagonia and ASOP and, keep cut more locally you know you see them that have been more established intrepid travel being one in the tourism space um you see them kind of you know nudging up and and beyond through time but essentially it's an independent certification that acknowledges an organization's social and environmental uh commitment uh, beyond pure profit
0: that is such a good summary i think um you know i've i've uh, worked for B Corp's before, and I, I've been involved in a fair few B Corp events and that kind of thing. Um, I think the way that you described it really summarizes it, and even makes it clearer for me. So that's awesome. I'd love to hear what kick started your journey to becoming a B Corp. Why? Why? Why was it important to regeneration projects?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's take a step back to when we first met. It was uh, B Corp month, I think it was 2020 um and you know there was a some kind of event where I think it was a net maybe an, even a networking event or something where you could come in you could catch up with people and you, you could have breakouts and different things and I'm not sure that we crossed paths I think we crossed paths after uh, after the conversation but for me um what I was really resonating was with was that there's a community of like-minded people that work in different industries, in different sectors, and yet there's this common commitment and care for for doing business in a a different way. And using business as a force for good, that's one of the kind of phrases that often gets used. Um, So I think being surrounded by like minds, um, differentiating yourself and having by default a sense of belonging, but differentiating yourself from the traditional um, or old you know economic model I think there's a lot of people that feel discontent um, disconnected from a lot of industries and the leadership and prevailing culture in those industries so I think this is a space that people are gravitating towards because it aligns with their their values um, and for regeneration projects as a, a startup I think it's it's really important that uh, um, we communicate clearly and in multiple different ways that we are doing business through a different approach, and that it's not because we have clever marketing. It's not because we come up with some, you know, supermodel that we made up and you know we're able to kind of market that. It's 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 doing lots of different things including being independently certified for um, the way that we do business so i think um, that sets a scene and i also just want to just take a moment as well like b corp accreditation if i put a really pure regenerative hat on um, and by that i mean um, if we consider that there's profit driven business, which has an extractive relationship with place and people and, and the environment. Sustainability often is about doing less harm, and regeneration is kind of taking that next step beyond, which is the kind of the neck, this next horizon um, that a lot of people are starting to work towards. It le- the idea is to give back more than we take and to leave places better than we found them. I still position B Corp kind of in that sustainability maybe nudging towards regenerative space um, but it's it's so critical because they're what they're doing is they're reaching new you new, new audiences i think in australia and new zealand there's around three thousand three and a half thousand um uh, actually, no. I don't think that's actually at the, the international scale. I think it's 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 less at a local scale. But this is a mainstream. This is a mainstream um, standard. I'll I'll just check those stats and make sure we get that right.
0: While Matt's doing that, um, yeah, I might just reflect on a couple of things that he said. I think that whole idea of going beyond. You know, the old economic model um, to make business a force for good is something that um, even over here in Aotearoa, we're seeing as a really big focus, um, particularly for government. We're seeing heaps in government happening at the moment Um, through their supply chains. They're wanting to buy from businesses that can show that they're making the world a better place, um, which contributes to government's goals as well, you know, as being... um, you know, as as supporting um, a better society in New Zealand. And so that's just one example of um, where I think being a B Corp is a really brilliant way of of clearly demonstrating and walking the talk um, by being independently certified to show that you're really about, um, you know, using business as a force for good, not just to make money. Just looking at Matt's stats. um, So to date... Um, There are 4,200 B Corps in 76 countries and over 150 industries. That is pretty cool. And there are also over 100,000 companies managing their impact with the B impact assessment. That is huge. Um, Getting back to you, Those stats are still just resonating in my mind. I think um, that really shows how much the whole movement is growing um, and how rapid as well that changes. I remember only a few years ago when New Zealand had like our first B Corp. So that's pretty cool. Um, So you've sort of talked about the the beginning of your B Corp journey and and, why it was important to regeneration projects and how this conversation came to be. I'd love to hear a bit more about your journey from this being an idea. become B certified um, through to you know receiving your b certification recently
1: yeah so i think maybe to talk about it from a personal perspective first so you know we met in 2020 uh and then uh in that six months period i was kind of engaging and looking at what was going on with the community I put my hand up to become part of the Be Local Melbourne Committee, which is designed to support Melbourne's, you know, local B Corp committee. Uh, and then through that process, I was, I was learning um, more, I guess I positioned, you know, regeneration projects uh, as an aspiring B Corp at that point, as, as in, we, you know, it was on our high priority list. You know, we kind of started to, to look into the B Impact Assessment, which is the first step that businesses... Um, do but really it took uh, you know another 12 months obviously navigating through you know the challenges of covid-19 and lockdowns and so on but at the beginning of 2021 that was when i really said okay this year that this is this is going to be the journey and my goal at the beginning of the year was actually to try and achieve it by september but in the back of my mind i'd given it given it up and towards the end of the year so what that started with was beginning the big impact assessment, which breaks down your business in terms of um, pillars uh, like, you know, governance, community, environment, customers, and so on. And, uh, and employees or staff is it's another pillar. Um, and, you know, and that gives you a baseline uh and so once I established that baseline and that honestly it took me a couple of months I just kind of tick away you know and it come it would come in wave but then it got to the middle of the year and I started talking to a friend um Julia and I I think we actually met at the same uh, event or a similar event but maybe in different conversations so she became my accountability um buddy and so I said Julia look I'm going to do this I want I want you to kind of just keep me um Accountable, make sure I'm doing it. Check in and ask hard questions, and so that's that's what happened. So practically, what I did is I started putting in Monday afternoons as an allocated time where I would strategically work through the different areas of the B impact assessment using the tools and the resources that our B B Lab. Uh, provides. so it kind of gives templates from how you develop systems and policies towards specific um, questions and criteria. So it might be like okay, you know how do you uh, approach carbon uh, carbon emissions? Um, Do you offset, you know, do you offset scope one, scope two, this type of thing. And it will give you templates towards breaking that down or it might be a diversity and inclusion type policy and how you would systematically embed that. And you have to improve all of these things when you go through your verification process. So what I did through that, um, that proofing phase was to create the bones of what I ended up calling like a benefit handbook which is essentially pulling out those key action areas from the B impact assessment that I needed to work on for regeneration projects and then bundling it up into a, you know, a handbook that could become a strategic document for the business. Uh, And, you know, and then you went into the, you know, you went into the phase, you kind of got up to a point where you're above that minimum of 80, you submitted um, again, Julia is in the, you know, in the background and having checking conversations um, you know, you have lulls, but you pick it back up. But around three to four, within three months, three to four months of doing that Monday afternoons, I uh, submitted, I got through into the verification process, and then it was working with a B consultant based in Singapore, um, a guy called Raj, who then guided me through the process. And so he started questioning, asking for proof. I then had to send elements of the the B benefit handbook. Um, And also reporting and systems back of house. Um, So when you do your weekly reporting and monthly annual reporting, these things all become um, reference points. And, you know, sometimes you don't get it straight away. And so it's to and fro. We ended up dropping under the short version is we ended up dropping under the 80 points um, towards the end, having been up around 100 points. And then we had to kind of hustle and make sure that um, there was some uh, uh, extra proof and some clear articulation that would enabled us to nudge back over. So it ended up being quite a journey um, and it sat in the background along with a whole bunch of other things, which as a startup, it's tricky to juggle sometimes, but we just made it a priority uh, and persistence paid off by the end of um, 2021. We got the announcement that we'd made it through and uh, able to share that early uh, this year.
0: Awesome. I, th- I think there's one question um, that is coming to my mind and it's around this whole idea of whether or not putting a label on something or certifying something actually makes it better or encourages change. I know that there are some criticisms of various um, you know, certifications and accreditations that are out there that it just becomes about admin so that you can put a sticker on something that's already happening. Um, It sounds like, you know, um, going through that journey of becoming a B Corp um, enabled you to create all sorts of, you know, roadmaps, strategic documents, things like that, that has really helped to shape the way that Regeneration Projects works. I'd love to hear if there are any um, ways that, you know, Regeneration Projects has changed or improved because you'd been through that B Corp certification process.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think what was interesting for regeneration projects, and and something that is important. So, and this is design, or hopefully, this conversation is useful to startups that might be thinking about B Corp accreditation, because uh, I was really mindful, and and you can't you can't actually apply to become a a B Corp and and uh, until you've been doing business for twelve months. Um, so you've got those. Um, reporting, financials, all of these types of, of of elements. Uh, And so what I kind of gave regeneration project space to breathe, like when it's like a, you know, um, a young child, I suppose, you don't want to, you know, don't want to discipline kids too much when they're young because they don't have space to grow and to learn and to test and experiment. And so uh, what, I wanted to do was to really give regeneration projects as much space, particularly with that regenerative focus and the five capitals um, model that we use. I wanted to let that breathe and to drive the direction of the business. And I thought there might be a tension between that and the B Corp element when I was going through it. But what actually ended up happening is that you kind of create this loose scaffolding and then the B Corp kind of comes in underneath and in between to give you more strength in the different dimensions. So I think one of the, one of the examples is um, uh, like um, in the diversity and inclusion space and something that, that really resonated for that, that felt important was this idea of an empowerment um, policy or empowerment program in, in terms of working with contractors. So I noticed it became a pattern and a strength that was i like helped identify it and made clear through the B Corp um, process that uh, regeneration projects kind of grav- gravitates to supporting um, young people, often young women and often young women from diverse backgrounds, sometimes starting their own businesses. So it was like, hold on, we're doing that. We're also working with First Nations elders So why don't we put a policy around that, that when we approach, you know, contractors, we have this in the back of our mind and we try and support that. And sometimes these people that are working from home, they might be parents, they're juggling, you know, children, this type of thing. And and I just thought "Mm, we really need to we need to articulate this thing more than it just being an idea or philosophy. It, It should be written down. And then the B Corp process help articulate that. And then it also helps the accountability because then you're like, okay, well, you've got to prove it because, you know, they ask for documentation. So there's specific people that we work with and it's just our natural inclination. uh, But this just adds that formalization and and independent accountability that again and transparency. I think businesses also need to be able to prove they say that they're doing something, they need to be able to prove it. Um, So when we're consulting with our clients, that's exactly what we say. So we need to be able to demonstrate that ourselves. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the integrity.
0: Yeah, Matt, I think that final point you made um, really resonates with this phrase that gets thrown around in the impact measurement world, which is what gets measured gets managed. Um, So that whole idea of, you know, when you need to report on something, it needs to be up to scratch so that you can report the numbers that you want to report on it and I think um, that's so important and you know the idea of having the foundations already there um, you know with the the intent that regeneration projects was formed um, with and then you know the B Corp certification providing scaffolding I think your word was um, to make sure that your business model was really robust and impactful and regenerative in the way that you intended for it to be when the business was created. You talked about a few, well, you you mentioned a few words um, that I'd love to explore a little bit more and learn um, a bit more about what they are and what they mean in the B Corp certification process. There were three, um, they were accountability buddy, uh, B impact assessment and B consultant. I think our listeners might be really curious to understand more about what each of those things are. So we might just step through them one by one. The first one was accountability, buddy. What is that?
1: Yeah, look, for for me, it's a... Actually, it actually started... Um, Julia Chow from Better Studio, um, she does some awesome work and she was involved with our recent rebrand and website design, but also um, the branding and website design for the Fire Circle project. Um, We kind of had this conversation and she was expressing one day that... um, there's this feeling when you're a staff that you often don't have that water cooler conversation, you don't have that cup of tea in the, the shared common space. And so we decided to make one, you know, uh, and so we catch up fortnightly on a, a Monday, uh, sorry, a Wednesday morning. Uh, around morning tea time and we just catch up for half an hour and, and debrief and check in and vent and all of those things that you need to be able to do but uh, basically sh- during those times when we were doing it you know there was a line to the b Corp process she would just uh, ask questions or i would volunteer you know an update so It just helped, you know, when you're a sole trader working on your own in collaboration with project partners and so on, but operationally, you don't have a big team behind you, so that accountability buddy just helped things move along, uh, which, you know, which was great. I think one of your questions around the B Impact Assessment, basically, it's a a self-guided tool, and we'll make sure that we include this um, in the... um, uh in the i'm just trying to find the big or b impact assessment as i uh look here but we'll drop it into the description so people can check it out but it's basically just a a self-guided test um that you, you don't doesn't cost anything to do but you just um put in different aspects relating to your business how you approach those pillars of community environment governance customers um and I think there's uh, one more. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, then it gives you a, a score and you can start to kind of realise the gaps that you've got because we end up with these blind spots, right? Uh, and so you start to see the gaps and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And you end up with what a lot of people call like a back of the envelope sense of, um, the, of where you sit and what you'd need to do. Uh, and then that stat before, like 100,000 organisations have done the B Impact Assessment, whereas there's only just, well, just over 4,000 that have become certified. So that's a, a mixture of businesses that are not ready to go on that journey or that have chosen to opt out or that are still you know, navigating the, the, the process. Um, so it's just a simple test. It, it ends up giving you a number, as I said, trying to aim for something above 80 uh, and then, uh, yeah, then you grow. And just a fun fact. So a median score for an ordinary business um, you, is about 50. So when you, you come in, you're, a, let's say, a more uh, profit-driven business, this kind of score that people generally get initially is about 50. So it leaves you with a 30-point at least gap to be able to build upon. And that's, that's that systems change that the process guides you through.
0: Awesome. Just thinking about that, reflecting on, um, you know, that point score of 50, um, which is, you know, very far away from 80. Um, I think that's really interesting because the first thing that springs to your mind um, when you say, when you talk about that 30 point difference is, you know, how much profit do you have to lose in order to get up to the 80? Because so often in the traditional business world, if you kind of put your old school business hat on, um, you know, doing good in the world, is something that happens at the expense of profit, and I think what we've been talking about, you know, through this broader podcast series, is um, this really, you know, positive relationship between doing good and doing business, and this idea that you know a B Corp certification can be a competitive advantage is such a cool. Um, I think it's such a cool thing because it means that you know moving up in your B Corp score. Um, also means, you know, growing your competitive advantage and helping your business to become more sustainable, more resilient, more successful, which is awesome. There was one final definition um, that I'd love to hear from you before we move on to some top tips for our listeners, Um, and that is a bee consultant. What is a bee consultant?
1: Yeah, and just as a bridge there, like just as a gauge for scores, like if you if you look at, like, say, Keat Cup, which is an iconic Melbourne um, brand there, B impact score is 107.4. Uh, and then you look at a business like Patagonia internationally, 151.4. So you can get a sense uh, just even through those examples of where it sits. But the B, um, B Consultants, so these are support, uh, these are a support people um, that can help businesses navigate through the B uh, Corp certification process. So often they're, you know, they're B Corps, um themselves. And so they're familiar, they get trained up and then they become a guide as you go through that process. So Raj, as I said, based in Singapore, he was helping me navigate through the, the process. Um, a lot of it was kind of through the, there's there's a system back of house that you can kind of message and communicate that way, which is like a a kind of in-house email type system. And then you get to key points where you do have a video conversation on, on Zoom or similar. So yeah, that's, that's it. They're they're people that can help you uh, navigate the terrain.
0: Awesome. I feel like I um, ramble on about partnerships in every single one of our Voices of Regen episodes, but, um, you know, you talked about having an accountability buddy and a bee consultant, and it really reiterates this concept that regeneration isn't about doing it on your own. It's about creating community around you, creating relationships with people who are on the same page as you and who are working towards the same goals. And, you know, I think that ultimately is what supports the business community to move towards a regenerative economy. So, I just love it. That theme keeps coming up and up again and again. <laughs> so the final question I have for you, Matt, um, is for our listeners who might be looking to become a B court themselves. Um, what tips would you give to them?
1: Yeah, so I, I direct it especially to to startups because I feel like that's the experience that I've I've had. Probably, you know, setting the intention and and really giving yourself time like a window of 12 months let's say to let yourself lean into it so kind of go through that phase of the b impact assessment then you kind of do the unpacking and the proofing and then fingers crossed you've got enough um, to initiate the certification process um, with the very you know being verified and, and so on um, probably setting up an accountability buddy if you're a sole trader or um, a kind of a working group with your team, and that might even be a working group that has people outside of your organization, or if you have access to people that have gone through B Corp certification themselves, just so that you can ask them how they navigated it. Uh, and then just chipping away, just consistency. Um, as I said, for me, it was slow for the first six months. And then every Monday afternoon for an intensive period of three months really helped get it across the line. And, and that was, you know, through the winter months, which I anticipated was going to be a little bit quieter. So I thought, well, I'm just going to put that strategic layer in then because I know, you know, in six months time, I might not have have that. And so, you know, if you could say that's maybe if people do have that, financial worry that that's a short-term hit but uh, in the long run I think it's it's so much better and and to your point around partnerships I think the regenerative economy is a is it a collaborative one Uh, I think I think it's I think it gives you a B Corp accreditation one of the certification one of the values is a stronger collaborative advantage not a competitive advantage a collaborative advantage Um, I think that reciprocity is key uh, and you find people along the way that, um, that you're on the same page with.
0: Yeah, awesome, Matt. I think those are some really important lessons for our listeners to take away with them as they embark on their own B Corp certification journeys. This has been a really cool conversation. Um, I've really enjoyed hearing more about, you know, your own journey as regeneration projects and also to think about, you know, that broader impact of the B Corp certification. Um, I think a couple of things that have been really interesting is that, you know, hearing how the B Corp certification is about so much more than, you know, putting a label on something and saying this is what we do, this is a great marketing campaign, you know, hearing that it's really not about that at all. You know, so much of it is about the process of going through that B Corp certification. So, you know, for you at Regeneration Project, something that was really awesome was helping, or the the way that it helped you to shape your organizational strategy um, to really, you know, embed positive impact in your DNA. And then, you know, achieving that B Corp certification after all your hard mahi, hard hard work, um, has, you know, given you a really Big asset. Um, So, you know, helping you communicate your impact with the world. I love the term you used about a collaborative advantage. So, you know, growing your community, building relationships with like minded people, all that kind of thing. And I think as well, you know, ultimately um, creating a more resilient um, and successful and impactful business. And I think, you know, that's the direction that we really want to see. regenerative economy moving in. And so I think this is um, this whole B Corp movement is something that is really exciting. Um, And, you know, I'm sure you're on the same page as me, Matt, when I say that we're really looking forward to see that um, that number of B Corps continue to grow as our economy shifts to more of a regenerative one. Awesome. So that's us for today's Voices of Regen episode. Um, We look forward to joining you again for the next one for more unapologetically bold conversations about what regeneration means.